0: And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how AllBirds redefines comfort. Visit AllBirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A L L B I R D S.com code SUPER24.
1: It's time to turn on the lights. Grab some popcorn and watch some horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode, I delve into the world of horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't explain it, but I love these horrifying flicks. If you made a horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send them my way. Now, what do you get when you want to torture your good friend with a holiday movie? Why, you make him watch the He-Man Christmas Special. everybody and welcome to the terrible terror podcast holiday special volume two i guess uh so i'm here and of course it couldn't be a holiday special without my very good friend and very special guest dave ho 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 how's it going brian (laughs) ho 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 uh to yourself
2: i guess (laughs) thank you for uh, bringing me back for this annual christmas torture
1: Yes, that's right. And and wait until you hear the intro, because you haven't heard the intro for this one yet. (laughs) 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 Wait, that's not evil laughter. Not at all. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, as uh, others may have heard already in the intro, and, uh, you know, what uh, you know already, but this is the He-Man Christmas special. So last year, I made you watch Star Wars. Uh, and that was a hoot, wasn't it? <laughs> to say the least. I think you're still getting gifts of stir, whip, stir, stir, whip, stir. Oh, yeah, from you and my children. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fabulous. It's and funny. Alexa. I have uh, uh this coworker last year because I told her that I was doing this, and so she wanted to see it, you know, as well. So I gave her the same file that I gave you so that you could watch it, and... Uh, I mean, I pointed her in the right direction, uh, just like I pointed you. Uh, And so this year, she's like, so what are you doing this year? She's like, it's Christmas time. Oh, I'm doing the He-Man special. Ooh, I want to watch that. No, no, no you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: this is one of those things where when I agreed to do the Star Wars holiday special, like we mentioned, I had agreed to something that I didn't know we were going to do. And so when you said, do you want to do another Christmas thing this year? I thought, surely he's not going to try to torture me again. And surely there can't be anything as bad as the Star Wars Christmas special. And I promise this is exactly how it went. When you told me we were going to be doing the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special, I thought it was on the level. I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Because people may know on Day's Pop Culture Podcast, I did the original He-Man episode. And I'm like, I like He-Man. This is cool. Then... I was hanging out with my kids and we were doing some YouTube. We were watching watch Mojo and we saw a thing that said top 10 worst holiday TV specials <laughs> and we watched it and I'll be damned if number one wasn't the He-Man and She-Ra. And as soon as it
1: happened, I was like, he got me again, uh, son of a bitch. Oh, wait. Now I know you define that uh top 10 holiday Christmas special, <laughs> worst Christmas <laughs> special list. So next year we can figure one off uh, from that list as well. But Yeah. I mean, did you have any type of connection to this one? Like, did you ever see it as a kid, or do you remember seeing it at all? No, not at all.
2: I don't even think I've even watched the standalone She-Ra cartoon. Just He-Man ones. So when I went into this, it was completely blind.
1: Oh, no. My sister and I were big watchers of both He-Man and She-Ra. It was one of those shows where we just... Really loved it, and I remember watching this and thinking it was really cool when I was a kid. Um, I definitely do have a different thought this time. <laughs> <after> <laughs> watching. Um, I know I sent you some of my notes, uh, when we were because surprisingly enough, I think we were watching it like you watched it, and then all of a sudden I was watching it on the same day,
2: yeah, because you had sent me like a a picture of the TV screen or computer screen you were watching it on. And it was just minutes away from the part I had just passed. So we almost watched it in sync.
1: Yeah. See, that's what happens when we get together and we watch Christmas specials in sync. Yes, that's right. Bye. 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 Happy holidays. (laughs) (laughs) So this is one of those specials where, yeah, it's probably on a lot of people's like worst special list. You know, it's. I guess now I know that you and Andy had your thing with on uh, your your podcast where you guys were rating the '80s movies, and I figure if we're going to continue to do this like Christmas thing, that we should probably put them in the ranking of which one is worse. So at the end of this, I will ask you which of the two would you rather see again? Okay. All right. All right. So this this special uh, itself it. It's one of those things where you're kind of like, um, yeah, they really just did this for the money. You know, it came out in 1985, actually December of 1985, and that was the only time that it was broadcast on television was during that time, and later it was released on VHS, and more recently, actually, in 2005, which doesn't seem that recent, um, it was actually put onto DVD, and I think you have one of those copies, don't you? I do. I sure
2: do. Yeah. I picked it up at Walmart because I thought, you know, I could probably find it online to watch, but if I just go ahead and get the DVD, it's brand new. It's a guaranteed play. And this is probably going to be a cool movie.
1: <laughs> oh oh yeah. It's definitely going to be a cool one. It is available on YouTube. So if you want to like go right now, pause, watch the whole thing on YouTube, uh, you can do it. And it's from the official He-Man channel. It's not like diego down in you know south america that somehow ripped it onto there and is still managing to make money on his youtube claim uh but it it has like when you look at youtube and you see the little yellow marks that's all the goddamn commercials and it has a ridiculous amount of commercials basically where this would have had a commercial break it basically has a commercial break on youtube so it's very difficult to watch um it well it's not super difficult to watch it's very difficult to do the podcast the way I do it using the YouTube link so honestly the DVD is probably the best way to go if you can find it did you pay uh way too much for that no, it's Walmart $5
2: special, man. It was totally worth it, too, because I looked at what you were talking about, and if you try to stream it, I think it's around, I could be wrong, but I think it's around like 52 minutes or something, mm-hmm. where the DVD is only 44 minutes.
1: Yeah, it's like 44 minutes and change. It's yep. it's the perfect length, and it's really funny because uh, the episode that I most recently did, which was Sleigh Bells, which I watched after this, that movie is an hour and 17 minutes. So it's only a little bit longer than this. That's Yet perfect. this lasts a lifetime. <laughs> so what, do you have any experience with She-Ra at all? I've always known who She-Ra is, but believe it or not, it
2: wasn't until watching this Christmas special that I even knew her relation to He-Man. I went into this thinking it was his girlfriend. <laughs> I was totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow! Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. all well, I you can know. Say. <laughs> <laughs> I have a comment
2: about that later, but we'll save it for the. Episode. Well,
1: there's definitely a couple of times in there. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's not the the way to do things." Nope. Uh, yeah, you don't. Yeah, there's a couple of times they get uncomfortably close. Oh yeah. So everybody knows who He Man is, and actually, I don't want to get too much into it because there's a great episode of the Toys That Made Us. I don't know if you've ever watched that show before. I have not seen it, but I am aware of it. Oh, it's so good. And the episode on He-Man is so good. Like, I got super nostalgic while watching it. But just the whole process of, like, the fact that the cartoon was really created as another way to sell the toys. And even this special, it's, like, blatantly like that. As like, oh, okay, I see a new toy there. See a new toy there. There's another goddamn new toy. And even some rip-offs. But, well, I'll tell
2: you right now, Brian, uh, I... After watching this Christmas special, I, I thought of the same thing, and I was just like, there was no marketable toys in this entire episode. You think so? Uh, there's some people that were missing, and I would have rather had those toys.
1: Oh, you mean you don't want a Monstroid? No, I don't. Oh, you don't? You mean You mean, oh, I'm sorry, a Transformer.
2: That's, <laughs> That's in my notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, She-Ra, she's basically, like you said, she's actually the twin sister of He-Man, and she was sent off to her whatever planet. I, Etern- Well, they're on Eternia. And I forgot what her planet is. Like Etheria or some Ethernia. shit like that? I think they
2: just, yeah, Etheria, something like that.
1: Something fucking ridiculous. But she ended up coming in uh, in the late 80s. Um, I, I think actually in 85, somewhere before this actually came to be. And it's funny because she kind of stayed, there was the movie, the He-Man and She-Ra movie, which I promise you we will never fucking do. Cause that is definitely not worth your time. <laughs> um, But that's where you met She-Ra and then She-Ra had her own adventures. And then eventually they kind of merged the two together so that you get like She-Ra popping up in He-Man episodes and He-Man popping up in She-Ra episodes But, like, more like cameos every once in a while. And this was, like, one of their big things that they had together. So, uh, the whole premise of... See, you don't really get what the whole premise is until the kind of the very end when you're getting, like, the lesson learned from He-Man. Like, I always forget that at the end of every episode, whether it was He-Man or She-Ra, there was always, like... The little thing, like the lesson, just like G.I. Joe, except for G.I. Joe's lessons were kind of cool. Like, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Where (laughs) He-Man was like, hey, be a cool person, dude. Yeah, the moral of this story is. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) I remember getting those from Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon.
1: Uh, Yeah, even Sonic was more cool, man. That was fucking Urkel doing that shit. Do you remember Power Rangers used to do it, too, with Bulk and Skull at the end? It's like,
2: we play bullies in the show, but in real life, bullying is not cool. <laughs> in fact, Skull is my best friend. <laughs> things like that. That's so right. Was, hey, they always tried to send a positive message, whether it was the 80s or 90s.
1: That's right. Remember, He-Man is not a gay metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can believe that. That's probably one of the things at the end of the uh, the episodes that I missed out on. So, <laughs> yeah, so you have this. Comes out in 85. And uh, like I said, you don't really get it to the end, but it's it's like the, the telling of the first time that Christmas comes to Eternia. And even when the, the film or the story actually kind of like opens up, you get a little bit of it, but it's more like the king's kind of talking and he's, you know, he's getting into things, but then he asks his wife exactly, you know what is Christmas? Because she's like, oh, this is just like Christmas because the people from Etheria, they're all decorating the, the place and this clip I'm going to play, it's going to, she's going to, you know, He-Man and She-Ra's mom is going to talk about what Christmas is and we're also going to get some of the ridiculous fucking names that exist in the He-Man universe.
0: It's a happy time for us, dear Marlena. Oh. Just think, this will be the first time the twins are together to celebrate their birthday with all our family. Adora's friends even came from far off Etheria, and they're all helping to decorate.
3: Oh, Perfuma,
4: thank you. They're beautiful. Arena. How's
0: this? I think purple would look good up there, a Blue. Try it. What a celebration! The preparations have been going on for days. You know, it reminds me of how we used to get ready for Christmas at this time of year. Christmas? What's that? An earth holiday? A very special Earth holiday. I wonder where Adam and Man-at-Arms are.
1: So, here we go. Everybody's decorating everything. It's, they're getting prepared for the birthday, but let's talk about these names, okay? And these names of these people are all the people from She-Ra, and can they be any more focused on the girls? Yeah, everything is cool if you just put it "ia" at the end. Okay, so Flood Arena is like a, what, like a fairy? hmm And then Perfuma is <laughs> the, the, this, <laughs> the stupidest fucking name out of anybody. And all she does is fucking decorate. And she, like, turns things. And later on, which, oh, my God, I can't wait till we get to that scene. Uh-huh. uh <laughs> I mean, She's just, like, she turns things, like, into, like, decorating things. And then you have, what's the last one? Peek Blue. Who's Peek a fucking blue. like peacock? Yeah, but you know what? Peacock blue, kind of hot. Just saying. Just I don't know. I'm kind of a flutterina person myself. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know the name of the dude. That's like that. He doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't he's not matter. even worth getting a fucking name, right? <laughs> At this point, he's Duda. He's Duda. Yeah. He just plays a lute and then wears really skin tight clothing. Um. Yeah. So Is he the same guy that shoots the bow and arrow. Um, he might. I don't okay. remember. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to remember. Maybe that's the thing with it. <laughs> so they're busy decorating everything. And then we go outside and we see that Man-at-Arms and uh, He-Man, they have set up what they call the Sky Spy, which is something you're going to use to basically spy on Skeletor. They've got this grandiose plan and then who happens to show up out there, but Orko and Orko's a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's very much that
2: alpha five character. I know I've already made one. Now this is two parents of references, but it's always uh means well, but screws everything up.
1: Yeah. He's just absolutely terrible. Like here, here he is getting ready as they're getting the ship because they're not sure what they're going to do. But of course He's going to get inside and he's going to activate the rockets.
0: All right, Adam, I think we're in good shape for tomorrow's flight.
3: All systems on.
0: What happened? What did I do? Switch off the rockets. I I can't. The controls won't
3: work something
4: tells
1: me i'm in big trouble so he's in really big trouble because he's launched the ship and uh, this is one thing with like the whole orko thing that always drives me crazy about the show is that he's like a bumbling idiot in like short spurts and constantly
2: yeah, it just makes you... It's kind of one of those things where maybe it's supposed to just relate to kids. You know, kids are just supposed to think he's funny. I don't know. Is he? Is he yeah. funny? No, he he doesn't make me laugh. <laughs> it doesn't but, make you laugh at all? But there is one part of this episode that did, and I'll mention it when it comes up.
1: <laughs> okay. So, Orko gets in the ship. The He-Man, again, I think at this point, Man-at-Arms knows that Prince Adam is He-Man. Because something does happen a little later on. Where he's a little brazen about becoming He Man. Um and it's that whole I don't want to get into it too much, but that whole the fact that like Prince Adam is just ripped as fuck, has the same Zach haircut, and nobody thinks anything different.
2: Yep. I mean there can't be two people with that haircut, right?
1: Did you ever see the He Man series that was on Cartoon Network in like the early two thousands, maybe late nineties? No. So they did, like, a reboot, right? And they did the whole thing with, you know, they Prince Adam becomes He-Man, same thing. It's a lot more, like, streamlined, actually kind of fun. You know, it's when they stopped, like, writing cartoons to sell toys and actually, like, gave it, like, storylines and adventure and shit. And it was... He-Man was, like, the a young, scrawny kid, like, when he's Prince Adam. So he looks totally different. And then when he uses the sword, he becomes a man, and hence, He-Man. And so nobody can really tell. Where here, it's always like, come on, dude. It's, it's kind of like He-Man.
2: that Billy Batson Shazam treatment then.
1: Yes, exactly. Same okay. exact oh. type of treatment. And it was actually a really fun series. It gave a lot more like depth to Skeletor and everybody else. And if you've never seen it, i definitely give it a check out every now and then. So from here, we see that the Sky Spy has taken off. And then all of a sudden, of course... We see Skeletor and his gang, they see the ship flying away, and they decide that they're going to go after the ship.
0: That ship, what is it? Uh, uh, That's a meteor. A meteor? You better have your eyes checked, you lame brain. Yeah, watch it, Motor Mouth.
5: Enough, too bad. Get that ship before it escapes, or I'll put both your heads in orbit. Uh, Left it is, sir.
0: To the right, yes sir, Skeletor. Left! Right!
3: Oh no! It's the collector and it's chasing me!
0: What's happening? The Sky Spy suddenly took off by itself. Look, Skeletor's going after the Sky Spy. Then He Man's going after Skeletor. By the power of Grey Skull! (laughs)
3: I've got a feeling my brother may need some
1: help. Okay, so I took out, I'm gonna say this now, not took out, but never include She-Ra's song. Um, Main reason being is that it just didn't fit within the clips. I didn't want to just like clip that part out, but putting you on the spot, Dave, can you do a version of She-Ra's song? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's She-Ra She-Ra She-Ra. That's like Basically, That's right, I remember that. I thought that was
2: creative <laughs> writing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, it's totally 80s, man. It's, it's product of its time, and it, it works, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it totally does. Like, the, the He-Man thing, like, what's really funny, I remember when my friends and I did this, and we thought it would be fun, because we didn't realize it, but we we watched some of the old He-Man episodes, like a friend got it for me for Christmas, I think, like the first season, which is like 50-something episodes or whatever, uh, and I think you would think it's like the first half of the first season. It's not even the full first season. And we decided, oh, we noticed in one episode, oh, they see He-Man a lot. Let's play a little bit of a drinking game and drink every time they say He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and after the first, like, five minutes, we're like, nope, can't do this anymore. Because it's literally the background music. When they would just have the regular music, like in the background, they're still singing He-Man in some way shape or form they're constantly drilling fucking he-man into your fucking brain and as a little kid it fucking works because you want fucking he-man yeah Yeah. so we have them (laughs) he-man flies after skeletor and skeletors what would you say his ship looks like this is the collector right yeah this is the collector
2: I'm trying to remember if this is the same ship we see later, but at one point there's a ship that kind of looks like a cucumber. That's I don't the know if second I'm... one. Okay, it's the second one. That's the one that really stood out kind of uh <laughs> enticing, I guess. <laughs> um <laughs> this one here, what what are we gonna say? This was a lot more sci-fi looking ship. This one actually looked like a ship.
1: This one looked like a skull, is what it kind of looked like. Okay. Like what? it had the eyes. And then it had like the front, it looked more like a face, like it was designed to be Skeletor's ship, right?
2: And it's called the Collector, and that's it, a cool name. You know.
1: Yeah. It's it's got you know, if there's one thing for the early eighties I will say about the show is that some of the sci fi like elements that they have in terms of, of like design of some of the things sure. are relatively cool. Well, yeah, because this is done... This is, like,
2: I think looped in with that filmmation stuff, and they did a lot of those early Saturday morning sci-fi things, uh, like Jason and Star Command, which was also on my show. And so I think they really had a patent down on the sci-fi for kids element. But, you know, we talk about the names of these things and what they look like. I think the Sky Spy is a horrible name for a ship.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's just a fucking rocket. Yep. Like, that's all it is. What And it's it's specifically named... After what it's supposed to do. Right. It's, it's It flies in the sky and, and it fucking spies. <laughs> but it doesn't spy well because it's a giant fucking rocket. Can't
2: spy when you fly first.
1: And, and it's so big that Skeletor can just see it right away. <laughs> what the hell is that? That's the first thing he says. It's You're going to spy on him <laughs> with a giant fucking thing? that he's going to be like, what the
2: fuck? Only well, don't forget, you know, He-Man's after Skeletor and She-Ra is like, he's
1: going to need help with that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, God, man. God damn it. It starts here. <laughs> I think that he's going to need my help in the Sky Spy thing. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he turns into He-Man, she turns into She-Ra, but you don't really get to see it at this point. You don't see her turn to She-Ra, I think, until much later. Like she makes like the little innuendo of, He's going to need help, but you don't see her transform at this point. So from here, we see that Skeletor basically on the ship's ass, and then He-Man shows up in his, like, red tricycle thing.
2: Yeah, I don't... Man, this thing is like a little hovercraft. I think we saw it in the pilot episode as well, but I was like, why couldn't it be You know, why can't he just jump on Cringer? We see Cringer in the opening credits in the beginning, and then never again. I think we see him at
1: the end. Oh, well, that's what I mean. He's not really in the episode. <laughs> no, and, and Cringer and Battle Cat were like my two favorite things, about not uh, the goddamn show. Well, they do
2: that to a few characters, unfortunately.
1: They do that mostly to the He-Man characters, like the elephant guy. Yeah, well, see, and that's a question I was going to ask you going through this,
2: was I know I didn't have a lot of experience with She-Ra, and so I had figured that's where a lot of these characters were from, but then I couldn't figure out why... Some of the other villains from the He-Man show weren't in this, you know. Yeah. And I was like, did they get killed off
1: or something? No, the, the, he just got more like villains attached to him now. So the the major baddie of this whole thing, which we'll talk about later, I always forget when he comes in. Um, I don't remember if it was the movie that that was the first time that you saw him, um, and Hordak, who is the basically Skeletor of Sheba's world. Like he was a little more of the focus of that movie. If I'm not mistaken, like it's been forever since I've seen it. And again, I don't know if I want to see it again, uh, but it's it, it the, the bad guys that are with like, he's got the two headed guy, right? Yep. Which I can't remember what his name was, even though it was in the fucking clip, probably. Um, Then there is the weird, like, alligator or dinosaur guy. He kind of looks like that guy, yeah, from uh, Killer Instinct, Riptor. Okay. And then, uh, I don't remember, is Eva Lynn with them? I don't think so.
2: I saw Eva Lynn in the Wikipedia credits, but I couldn't place where she was at. But when you mentioned the two-headed guy, that was giving me total vibes of, like, Rocksteady and Bebop. The way that the banter back and forth and the snarling and everything. Just...
1: Oh, yeah, and then they have really dumb jokes with the, that don't go to, go to the right, left, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but you're chuckling. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, you know,
1: so bad it's good, maybe. Maybe. And then I think there's one more there. It's not Trap job, but it's somebody no, else. No, it's not.
2: That's somebody I was mad that we didn't see.
1: Yeah, it's it's basically like they were focusing on more of the more recent He-Man villains and then all of the She-Ra characters except for the mom and the dad and Man-At-Arms, but even Tila shows up for like a fucking second.
2: And speaking of Man-At-Arms, every time I look at him, I just think of was it um is it Samus? Yeah, the Samus character from what is it Metroid? Oh, yeah. Look at the outfit. I'm like, is that Samus? No, no, that's man-in-arms. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. It's... Except for uh, it's a woman. But,
1: yeah, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, so I didn't nobody...
2: know until I saw Zero Suit Samus, okay? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, wait, that's a woman?
1: <laughs> oh, really? You never finish the game in under three hours? Come on. Dude, I haven't beat five games in my life. <laughs> 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 Terrible at games. So... You have all the baddies on the ship, and they're chasing after Orko, and then He-Man does show up, and he basically, like, he stops them from pulling the ship in. I forget with this one, if it's using claws as well.
2: Yeah, oh, it totally is, because these claws need a manicure.
1: Oh, that's right.
2: And that's where I had to write my note of, what is with this Batman and Robin shitty puns?
1: They are all all (laughs) all over the fucking place. Constantly. And it's only He-Man that does the shitty puns. He grabs these claws and he twists them
2: around each other and he goes, from claws to paws. (laughs) I'm like, who says that? That is not cool. No, He-Man, just no.
1: (laughs) No. So when you beat the shit out of a crab, it turns into a dog? Is that what he's trying to say? I guess so. Crab rave. (laughs) That's right. Crab people, let's go. So
2: it's not like you said, grab people. Be careful, <laughs> <laughs> grab people. Let's go, <laughs> grab people. All right, <laughs> reach out and punch someone. What's happening? Uh,
1: so he stops the shit, the Sky Spy from being captured by Skeletor. But then he's attacked by giant, long metal like ropes.
2: Yeah, they're kind of like. Like grappling hooks that fly out and swing around him. And it's okay when it's just one, because then he could cut it with his sword. But I guess luckily Skeletor plan planned for it, and he's got, what, like eight or ten of these things.
1: Yeah, he's got a ton of them. Like he's going to steal He-Man and take him to his sex dungeon. Oh,
2: maybe. You know, They're both well, they, mowing cloth.
1: That's what I said, and they both got rippling pecs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's yeah, the thing. At, at times, you know, uh, eight packs, six packs, four packs... Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's the thing with Skeletor that I never understood. Like, while watching the show, I get it. Maybe he's supposed to be like he man's equal, but he's like a, a sorcerer, and he never really fights. He just runs away. So why An- is he so muscular?
2: Because he's a skeleton. Ah.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so he gets trapped by these metallic ropes, and then. He gets over, first he destroys like one or two. He's able to flex out of them. You know, oh, I've got the muscles to get me free from these things. And then Shira comes and actually saves him when he ha- takes on way too more than he can handle. And so she cuts him free and then they decide together, oh, let's give him the old one, two. And they both punch a hole in the side of the collector.
2: Yeah, I, I at this time forgot the corny joke that went with it. But even the way you said it just made it better. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she I says something they were gonna air it
2: out or something. I was yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> something like that, give give them some vents or something. It's really terrible. Like these jokes are terrible. I know, I get it. I'm an old man talking about a 1985 cartoon, but god damn it, this is terrible. <laughs> so they they bust open the ship, and you know, they're basically skeletor's inside and he's like, What the hell's going on? And the the baddies are around him like, well, He-Man's out there and he's done this stuff and something's happening with the ship. So what does Skeletor do? He gives them a parachute and just one.
2: This was the part that made me laugh when I said we'd get to it. The idea that he throws the parachute to the guy and he says, I'm not going to need this. He's like, oh, yes, you are. And then he ejects them out of the ship.
1: I will tell you this. Skeletor is the best part of this. Like, hands down. Well, for the most part. I think that he makes even the the bad parts towards the end, and maybe it's just because of the character, but at least the voice actor, like, yeah. he definitely is giving his all to the character. He's not stiff. He's not really that, well, not that stiff, but not really wooden. He shows emotion. He really kind of gets into the role, whereas He-Man, all he's got to do is kind of act like a smug douchebag.
2: Talking about He-Man's voice for just a second, I know I mentioned it when I did the pilot episode I never did too much research on the voice actor of He-Man and what else he contributed to. But for the life of me, the guy sounds like he could have been Adam West. Like, I know it's not, but just the way he carries his voice and everything. I was like, man, why didn't Adam West do this? That would have been awesome. Yeah,
1: he could have been a good He-Man. You never know.
2: Yeah, I'll watch that movie.
1: So they basically stop Skeletor. And then we have to go into Orko. And we have to... See him be an idiot once again and cast a terrible, terrible spell.
3: How can I get this thing down? Oh, should I try a spell? Why not? Sky spy, sky spy, skippity-skate, take me down to someplace safe. Oh, no. Now what did I do?
0: The sky spy, it's spinning off into space.
5: doing, Ratlaw? He-Man
0: ruined our controls. The automatic pilot is taking us back to Snake Mountain. What?
5: And take this! I
0: don't
1: need a parachute!
5: That's what you think!
1: <laughs> okay, so I forgot that I included the cliff. <laughs> but that's the best part of to hear it. Good. <laughs> that's what you think. <laughs> Well, then there's that really terrible laugh. <laughs> and that, that voice for
2: that character, too, was so creepy. It was like underwater sounding. I was like, oh, how do they do that?
1: But. It was just something kind of ridiculous there. Like, I don't know why they decided that that was the filter that they used for that guy's voice.
2: Maybe because he only had a couple of lines.
1: Yeah. You're only going to be in this for a little bit, so enjoy it while you have it. We'll make your it voice was- sound weird. It was probably the original recording, and then they just didn't clean it up. <laughs> it didn't
2: turn <laughs> off so well. That's okay. Just leave it.
1: Yeah, forget it. It sounds cool this way, I guess. Kids won't notice. So He-Man and She-Ra, they decide to chase after the ship and try to catch it before it leaves the atmosphere. And again, he's on that weird flying thing. She's on our Pegasus. Like, I really do like the idea of what her, like, creature is. You know, he's got his battle cat and everything like that, and she's got, like, a horse that has, like, the deepest voice ever. It really does, man, and I think it's a unicorn, isn't it? Well, it turns into a unicorn Pegasus thing. Okay, okay. But Still I think deep
2: voice either way.
1: Yeah, I think when it's on the ground, it's just a horse. I think
2: whenever we actually hear the horse talk, when I was watching this, my eyes just kind of widen, like, oh my, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's,
1: That's not Mr. Ed, <laughs> Ed there. Right. Hey bro. It's close. <laughs> so they can't catch up to the ship and Orco flies out and that's where we get the theme song and we get like the title card for the whole movie with it flying around. That's why you kind of get in the intro of the podcast, you hear like the the whoosh and the whoosh. I can't do the noise justice. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> You're gonna oh, yeah. be my whoosh man from now on. <laughs> Oh (laughs) So we then see Orko, and now he has flown across the galaxy, who knows how far, and he's landed on a mysterious planet. And surely you know what's
2: about to happen, but I remember thinking to myself, that really doesn't even look like planet Earth, to be
1: honest. No, it doesn't. I I just was hoping it was going to be something different, like he's going to crash land somewhere, but how far is Eternia from Earth? I don't know. Like, he's manages to get across the galaxy, how many planets away, how many millions of miles away, and the only thing that happens to him is, uh, he crashes, he hits the snow, and he's fucking cold. And while he's there freezing in the snow, who does he happen to run into, Dave? Well, it's our relatable kid actors of the episode. Oh, so let's see what happens when he runs into them.
3: Where am I? This place is f- f- freezing. Help! Help! Ooh, somebody's in trouble. i better take a look. Miguel! Oh, oh my gosh. Th- they'll be buried by that avalanche. Oh, what spell can I use? Oh, little children, up and away. Play in the snow another day. Please work.
4: What's happening to us? Hey, put us down! No, no, no don't
3: say that! Now, oh, too late. You broke the spell. And what are you doing out here alone
4: in the snow anyway? Getting a Christmas tree. A what?
3: A Christmas
4: tree. Until we got lost.
3: Oh, there, there. You're not really lost.
4: You found me, didn't you? F- found you?
3: Yeah, I'm the one who's lost. My ship crashed just over that hill. Come on, I'll show
1: you. And maybe
3: we can find a way to get you safely home to your parents.
1: Okay, so what the hell is the name of the whiny one? We're talking about the little boy? No, the little girl. Not Miguel. Oh. Which, by the way, he doesn't even look like a Miguel. He looks like he'd be a Bobby. I don't know. Yeah. I'm well, just saying. He doesn't look like a Miguel until you meet his parents at the end of the goddamn episode.
2: <laughs> and the sister, by the way, that's Alicia. Who oh, Alicia. She also doesn't look like an Alicia.
1: <laughs> she is so goddamn whiny throughout this whole fucking thing. that I just want to fucking tear my ears off.
2: Yeah, well... Um, Not Orko, though, because he's all about helping. And, you know, when he picks them up and they're levitated, they sure handle it nonchalantly, though. You know, I can imagine something levitates you. Wouldn't you freak
1: out wonder what's happening? They're just, like, enjoying the ride. He's a fucking hat with eyes. They don't freak the fuck out when they see him. It's just, ooh, what's this? And then, like, oh, cool. Like, you're a scary hat monster guy, and I'm just going to fucking sit here. Or stand here and just fucking take it. And then his spell is so fucking weak when they're like, why are we flying? We want to be put down. Oh, fuck, my spell's broken. Yep, crash land. And then, you know, we talk about the
2: names. We got to talk about the looks. When I'm looking at Alicia, you know what I see? A little boy? Oof. I was going to say <laughs> an incest love child from He-Man and Shira. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't That's know which one's worse. As Adam and looks just like Shira.
1: Maybe Miguel and Alicia are co-words for something. (laughs) Maybe so. I just, again, Alicia, if you're going to name your son Miguel, why do you name her Alicia? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But the whole thing of meeting these kids, they are out by themselves getting a fucking Christmas tree. No axe. Nothing. How did they get it down? It's on the fucking sleigh. It's really tiny, but that tree becomes huge later on. It's good animation, bro. <laughs> they, they have a magical like shrink ray just in their pocket. That's Maybe why Orko everything's puts okay. A spell on it. Oh yeah, Orko puts a spell, and what is it going to do? The tree suddenly thinks, "Man, I'm big." Oh shit, you're breaking the spell. We'll see what it is. Is he's used to casting a spell to making things bigger? Oh, okay. So it's to help out He-Man and She-Ra, is what you're mm-hmm, saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So he he tells them, oh, don't worry. We, we'll go over and, you know, there's a place where I can take you kids. <laughs> and that's my sky spy. <laughs> and they're just like, sure, you're a stranger. Aren't they teaching kids at this point with these, like, ending things that the kids shouldn't be going anywhere with strangers? And there's nothing stranger right now than fucking Orko right there? I mean, I'm
2: surprised he didn't
1: hand out candy, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Why don't we go in the back of my Sky Spy with my candy back there?
2: (laughs) Got these uh, lollipops for you.
1: I can make them bigger if you want. (laughs) Yeah, they can be like those ones that the little kids, like, licked back in the 50s. Oh, man. Lollipop, lollipop.
2: Lollipop.
1: (laughs) so he takes them back we do flash over and we see that he-man and the gang they're talking about what exactly happened with the sky spy that all of a sudden it just fucking went off and they don't know what's going on and we do this weird little like jump back and forth between the kids and orko and then the everybody there over there in eternia trying to figure out what's going on
2: Yeah, the way that it jumps back and forth, you would think this cartoon was directed by Quentin Tarantino.
1: (laughs) Except there's no foot fetish in this one.
2: No, but we might have the end at the beginning and the beginning at the end, or all of a sudden just a wrap-up
1: that doesn't really work. Oh, so it's going to be like a Smashing Pumpkin song. There it is. (laughs) So, what I did here, so I want to play the clips, both kind of clips that are set up, but... I didn't want to constantly stop, play like 10 seconds and then play the next thing and then play the next thing and then play the next thing. So what I did is I combined all of the Orco pieces together and then went with what happens with Eternia. So the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to learn about Christmas and you're going to notice there's going to, I want you to think about this as you listen to it and, and see if you can point out what my big fucking problem with him learning about Christmas is and see if afterwards if Dave feels exactly the way that I do when we listen to this so alright go ahead kids tell Orko about Christmas Uh,
4: what's that it's a flying saucer nah it's just a sky
3: spy come on let's go inside and warm up you said you were looking for a, a
4: Christmas tree what's that First of all, it's a Christmas... No, I mean, it's not a Christmas tree. It's a Christmas tree. And it's to celebrate Christmas. What's Christmas? Everybody knows what Christmas is. I don't. When you get lots of presents. Presents?
3: <laughs> I think I like Christmas.
4: Well, presents are part of it. But it's also a time when everybody thinks about peace and goodwill toward men. That's what the angel said. Angel?
3: Angel? Now I'm really getting confused.
4: No, it's not confusing. Not at all. Listen, if you really don't know about Christmas, we'll tell you the whole story. A long, long time ago, and the three wise men followed the star until they finally reached Bethlehem.
3: Ah, what a beautiful story. But what about the gifts? You said there were gifts at Christmas.
4: That's the fun part. Let's tell them about Santa Claus. (laughs) I'll tell her. On Christmas Eve, Santa hitches up his reindeer and flies all over the world bringing presents to boys and girls.
3: Presents? I-, I think I like this Santa. Can I meet him?
4: Oh, no. He only brings presents when you're asleep. When you're
3: asleep? Well, just as long as he brings
4: them. Uh, tell me about Jingle's Bell. You mean Jingle's Bell. I mean
1: Jingle Bells. <laughs> okay, Dave, what's we wrong got, with this scene? we
2: got a few different things going on. Um, they're, they're tossing out different explanations of Christmas for different points of views, but it seems like Orco is only caring about himself and what presents he gets.
1: No, it's that everything is like when they're really starting to explain something, it fucking jump cuts to the next fucking scene. <laughs> Let's talk about what Christmas is. And then all of a sudden it comes back from the other scene and then the angels were there. Wait, there's a giant fucking missing part here. Like, you could have just kept this one fucking long scene where you could have asked these fucking questions and you could have just simply explained them, but instead, no, you know what, let's fade out and let's go see what the other guys are doing.
2: I thought that was your clever editing. <laughs> I
1: forgot those were actually cutaway scenes in between. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that is my clever editing. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, in Bethlehem. Like, it, it's just... And then, of course, orco has got to get every fucking thing wrong. Yep. Oh, it's. And then the kids, like, they're so thrown off by him that they say the same fucking things, like, four times. Including dingle bells. And it was Christmas tree, or whatever the fuck he said. Uh, Christmas?
2: Yeah, let's be Christmas.
1: <laughs> Having a Christmas time. <laughs> Good lord. Worst fucking Christmas song ever. Not yet. Uh, nope, <laughs> we're getting there. Oh. <laughs> yeah maybe we're gonna have to rate these things too uh but it's it's just it's so ridiculous it's so many different random things that aren't really that connected how do you go from like jesus but no the the best thing is santa but it
2: seems to be some like i said different beliefs uh different Things that people celebrate for Christmas, but yet they manage to, in however long, explain all of them.
1: That's right. So you have the kids and Oracle hanging out over there in the ship, and they're basically, you know, teaching him about all the different things. I'm surprised they didn't go into Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Robanza and whatever the hell fucking holidays there are in this, uh, you know, fucking month and, and like really explain everything to him. And meanwhile, back in Eternia, we're going to look in and we're going to see what Man-at-Arms is telling everybody what they need to do to basically hopefully get Orko back after they figure out that Orko is the one that fucked everything up and stole the ship. And what I love about this, and and I forgot that He-Man is fucking full of this shit, is all the ridiculous mumbo-jumbo, like this technical stuff that they need to get going it's just so ridiculous. Here, let's let's take a quick listen. I've got it. Here's where the Sky Spy landed. Why,
0: those are Earth's coordinates. Orcos landed on Earth.
4: Are you saying that we'll never get Orco back?
0: No, Teela. My transport beam might do it. The problem is it needs a Kerium water crystal to power it, and there are none here on Eternia.
3: But maybe on Etheria.
0: It's possible.
3: Well, if it's in the water, Mermista would know about it.
0: Can you have She-Ra contact her?
4: I think that can be arranged.
1: Okay, who the fuck is Mermista? A hottie? Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Is she like the lady in the lake or some bullshit like that? She must be. She's gonna come and fucking help Hellboy next? Oh. (laughs) But, so, they need... This this reminds me of an episode of South Park where, like, Starving Marvin comes back for, like, the second time and the Evangelicals are trying to create their ship that is going to follow him because he's trying to escape with all the, you know, the starving African people. And they're like, we're going to need a Cerulean crystal to help us power our jumbo 939er, uh, you know, hyper intergalactic ship that's going on here. It's... So ridiculous. And, of course, there isn't a crystal. there on Eternia, so they have to go over to Etheria.
2: It's funny. We made it uh, about halfway through the episode before getting our first South Park or and Simpsons reference.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. There's more Simpsons coming up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so th- that's when, you know, She-Ra or whatever the hell. Do, what is her name again? See, um, I only think of her as a She-Ra. You know, I know it's Adam. Did you write Mm -hmm. down what her actual name is? I
2: did not. We're terrible people. (laughs) Yep,
1: Shirley. Um, So, Shirley, (laughs) she's going to go over there and see if She-Ra can help. And they even say it in the goddamn clip, and I can't fucking remember.
2: (laughs) We're getting delusional.
1: You can tell that we're not taping this at the earliest of times,
2: either. (laughs) (laughs) Secret's out.
1: So, she's going to go over, and she's going to find Mermista, and she's going to, like... Basically, ask her, "Hey, can you help me find one of these crystals?" But of course, the crystal is guarded by the great beast.
2: You know, it's funny, man, because um, every time you say "Mermista," all I can think is, "Mister,
5: Mister, get this off of me, Mister."
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> no, Mermista is not a Mister because I already <laughs> said Mermista was kind of hot.
1: <laughs> well, wait until you hear her voice. Uh, yeah, so let's check in on, uh, Shira She-Ra and Mermista.
3: And if we don't find one, there's no way to get Orko back. A water crystal. Yes, I know where one is, She-Ra, but it will not be easy to get. It lies in a deep pool near the old ruins and is guarded by the beast monster. The beast monster is real? I thought it was just a legend. The beast monster is no legend, Shira. It exists. And it's very dangerous. But if we work together. Good idea. Meet me at the ruins. If you can keep the creature out of the pool long enough, I'll find the water crystal for you.
1: Thanks, Mermista.
4: Mister. Swift Wind.
1: Okay, so she's a mermaid. Mm-hmm. And she's, I don't know, in He-Man terms, is she hot? Yeah. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're going to be it. okay. <laughs> With with her being like the attractive mer woman that's just randomly sitting out there on a rock and is in a random lake, so she must be like a freshwater mermaid. Oh, um, she's hotter than Ariel. But, well, she doesn't. Does she have seashells for breasts? No, but I think
2: Ariel's underage. So go, mermista. <laughs> go, mermista. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say something. I mean, you mentioned her voice, and I, I wrote down in my notes when I first heard her voice, I thought, "Wait, what?" And I pay attention. Uh, why does she sound like a stereotype of, like, an Asian female, but also, like, mixed with Carol Kane? Like, what's and,
1: happening? Well, I, th- I have a feeling that she is a mixture of an Asian stereotype and Shira's voice actress. <laughs> That's the best she can do. <laughs> because I have a feeling that the same fucking person... <laughs> it's it's like watching, uh, Mickey Rooney, uh, play Mermista here. Oh, well... i love breakfast at tiffany's continue (laughs) hey look it's not a simpsons
2: reference (laughs) (laughs) and it's one that i got for once there we go
1: so they go meet and again i got the great beast it's the beast monster i called it the great beast i even put that in my notes and that sounds so much better than the beast monster well, yeah, because, like,
2: beast and monster could almost be the same word. Fuck. So the great Stupid. beast just makes it sound the like giant monster instead of saying the monster monster. <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, even, okay, beast monster. that It even sounds better to say it's a monster beast.
1: It's a monster a beast. monster could be used as an
2: adjective to describe it being large, you know? So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Next. it could be, you know, the new Halloween song. They did the monster beast. You know, speaking of monster, I haven't had one
2: in 32 days.
1: Oh, shit. You better yeah, get beast up, up on my that.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. God fucking damn it. Uh, so, so they do go to the ruins, and we meet the beast monster. And what would you describe it as?
2: It's like a, I think what they're going for is kind of like a Loch Ness monster dragon type thing. Yeah, maybe, something maybe like maybe Jason that. and Argonauts type deal, you know, a sea creature, but uh, it's okay.
1: Yeah, it's it's not bad, but the like the whole like setup for it, I felt like was going to have a much bigger payoff than it actually had. Like, here goes Shira, she's going out there, she's got to distract the beast monster. Maybe they're going to get in a little bit of a fight, maybe that something weird's going to happen, you know, She's going to get like distracted, and at the last minute, she's going to be able to break off because you know they found the water crystal. Here it is. It's exciting, and it's fucking lame. Yep.
2: But you talked about the setup for it. I have a challenge for you. You won't okay. be able to do it right now, but I challenge anybody who listens to this episode to do it. There's some music that plays when we kind of arrive at this planet, right? And we see kind of the ruins of the wasteland, uh, you know, right before the beast monster (laughs) comes up. If you listen to the music that's playing, it is a complete rip of John Carpenter's Halloween 1978 film, the Shape Stalks sequence. So if you listen to this and then literally go to YouTube, because when I heard this, I was like, that's Halloween. I know that. And I originally thought it was Halloween 2, but then I tracked it down to Halloween 1. If you look at the Halloween 1 soundtrack, it's divided up by the scenes of the movie. There's one called the Shape Stalks." Play that and then play the intro on this part, and it's damn near identical. So basically, you have the Michael Myers type
1: setup, but then you get this monster? That's actually really ridiculous that you, like went that far with it. <laughs> I really like Halloween,
2: so it was bugging me. I was like, it's somebody's copying. Hold on.
1: What the hell are you guys doing? Like, if you're gonna copy a piece of music, don't use the Halloween soundtrack. That's
2: right. Well, I mean, you know, maybe well, they're inspired. M-
1: maybe. Because he does kind of stalk her. You know, he does have that mask and that knife while he's chasing her around, right? And clearly they're babysitters. That's right. Because they gotta fucking babysit He-Man and Orko all the goddamn time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I bet she babysits He-Man, all right.
1: (laughs) So they run into the beast monster. Well, she does. She kind of distracts it, but it ends up like falling down a hole. Yep. Like, that's that's it. It's it's such a waste. And so, you know, Mermista comes up. She's got the water crystal or whatever they called it. Like, they didn't even use the same name. It was like, okay, in this scene, we're going to call it this. Oh, fuck, what do we call it? Oh, we called it the water crystal.
2: It sounds like uh, cheap podcasters who didn't remember the name of the jewel, and so then we called it a water crystal. Except for right. the writers of the show. That <laughs> it.
1: So Shirley, she meets up with Mermista, and she gets the the water crystal from her. And then all of a sudden, she's surrounded by, what would you call these things? Oh, you, already sp- you let the cat out of the bag. They're Transformers. They are fucking Transformers. But here, let's find out what they're actually called, as Shirley tells us. We uh, we must go to Monstroid Center and prepare to
4: battle They're changing into other forms. What
3: evil robots? Very evil and very dangerous. They're called the Monstroids. Our little friends the Manchines once told me about them.
1: Okay, so. That's a little later after she's run into them. They, like, come out of the ground, right? Like, it's almost like the Matrix, like robots. Like, the little tentacles come out, and they're searching around, then all of a sudden these giant fucking Transformers just pop out of the ground. And when we say Transformers, you literally do watch them
2: transform into two different shapes. So we're not using that term lightly.
1: But it's not like cool Transformers. <laughs> it's like the lamest fucking trans. It's like... I know the Go Bots came before the Transformers, but the GoBots were kind of the lame Transformers. Like they, Until these guys. Yeah, until these guys showed up. They just like bend over and then I'm something new. Like check it out, I'm a wheelchair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the name monsteroids. I mean, how far from cool can you be? Is that a combination of monster and droids? You no. know, it sounds like you know, monster hemorrhoids. I don't know what's happening.
1: I feel like they're a combination of monster and herculoids. Oh, well, it's either way, it does not roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. And what's so ridiculous about it, one, like, she tries to fly away, and they shoot her with a laser, but the laser basically just puts a bubble around her.
2: And I wrote that down, too. I was like, Is she, so
1: she's trapped in a bubble?
2: Yeah, I wrote down here, fucking bubbles! <laughs> but when she falls to the ground, it almost looks like, like a solid encasement, like it's no longer a bubble. It's you like a
1: dome, right? Yeah. Like, and and the fact that once the monstroids like leave, they just leave her there. They're like, right. "We're preparing for war. Forget her." So why the fuck did you even stop her? Yeah. Like it makes no sense. Why the hell have these things for later on? Okay, I kind of get it. You're introducing them because you're going to use them again. But they don't capture. Like they capture her, but they don't do anything to her. It's just like, okay, well we put her in a fucking bubble. Let's just fucking leave her here. Should
2: have went after the Mermista.
1: That's right. At least they could have gotten some fin.
2: There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it, but we, we can't pass over how she breaks out of the, the bubble. Oh, oh yeah.
1: She just slices it with the fucking sword.
2: Which again, not experienced with Shira, She does this thing called sword to flame. I was like, what the hell is happening?
1: Oh, that's something I did write down later on because she uses it again in a different way, but mm-hmm. we can talk about it now. Her sword is so much cooler than fucking He-Man's. Yep. It can do everything. It probably has a fucking Cuisinart on that fucking thing. Speaking of,
2: uh, just the way that sounds, I'm going to roll this. When she busts and breaks out of that bubble, it kind of looks like a busted condom. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying I know much about that, but uh, when she kicks open and the camera kind of pans around, I'm like, wait a
1: minute. I've seen that before. <laughs> well, she probably knows about that a lot because she's just about to meet her love child. That's right. So, yeah, she bust out. And then you heard the horse's voice in that fucking scene, too. Like, I love it, too, that he's like, Those robots are evil. It makes you wonder
2: if somebody else in the show is doing his voice and that was just what they could come up with.
1: I'm pretty sure.
2: Do a horse. This is like you said, Mr. Ed. Okay, let's see what I can do.
1: (laughs) Say, pretty sure that it was just Shirley's voice actor once again. Okay. Like, she just got a bunch of fucking cigarettes and fucking talked at
2: the end of it. Maybe they got the the lady who did the voice from The Exorcist, then.
1: Oh, maybe so they I just got, you know, something. say that maybe they got Kathleen Turner to come in and do a voice oh, for the gosh.
2: day. Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> so, she escapes easily from the bubble, and then <laughs> goes back over to Eternia, and that's when we find out how exactly... Orko is going to Teleport back over To Eternia it's the Dumbest thing ever so I'm gonna let fucking Man at arms uh and Also Orko tell you exactly How they're gonna get back once The teleporter's activated And the fact that he's gonna go and Steal himself a couple earth kits
0: Even if the crystal works We'll need help from Orko I hope he remembers to stand in the light It's working now it's up to Orko.
4: Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. What's that? I don't know. I'm
3: afraid. Oh Wait, man-at-arms has a transport beam. Now, what did he tell me? Stand in the
4: light. Orko!
3: Don't be scared, Alicia. I think I know what it is. I hope. All we have to do is hold hands and move over there. Where is he?
0: There he is. No. There they are. Orko! Who are your friends?
3: This is Alicia and Miguel. We're so glad you're safe. But what happened? It's a long story. And it all started when I got into the sky spot.
1: So, how does he come back? He stands in the fucking light what light. <laughs> what <laughs> i hope he fucking remembers how do you fucking forget that right and then it doesn't just transport the kids it's like the kids are okay they're like oh how do i teleport hey kids we gotta hold hands and go in the light and you're gonna get ripped away from your fucking parents and then it's not just that, it manages to bring both the Christmas tree, the sled, as well as the fucking sky spy back to Eternia.
2: Very powerful water crystal, man, because you're... Orko continues to be this creepy guy. Don't you really... Here, take my hand. It's okay, follow me. I know what
1: I'm doing. We'll just stand over here. I know, he's just fucking stealing kids. <laughs> Two at a time. It's just, <laughs> you know what? I need something for my sex life come on guys let's go (laughs) i know a place with lots of candy that's right it's called skeletors let's go (laughs) yeah i'll show you my sky spy you've already been (laughs) inside of it (laughs) and then they pop up and everybody's just like oh who are they and the kids are just like not surprised
2: yeah no for the least I love He-Man's reaction, though, or at Prince Adam. It's just, there, he was it say? here he, I know we just played the clip, but no, there they are. <laughs> that sounds so bad, man.
1: Oh, there they are. Oh, well, the way you say it sounds <laughs> creepy. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Point for Orko. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I need, Orko. Two fucking mouths to feed. Right. <laughs> I didn't want to see those bastards ever again. <laughs> There's a reason why they're on fucking earth, and I told yeah, them to go um, look for a fucking Christmas tree. <laughs> God damn it, Miguel. <laughs> uh, that's Bobby. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Miguel's just his adopted name. That's what it is. Bobby and Cindy. <laughs> Pretty
2: bunch of kids now.
1: So... From here, now that everybody's over there and everybody's all surprised that there's some Earth kids over there with fucking Orko after he's kidnapped them, um, and he could have easily just let them go, been like, okay, well, bye guys, I'm just going to go stand in the fucking light and end up in fucking heaven. Maybe that's what it was. It was actually like a suicide pact, you know, standing in the light and just killing the fucking kids.
2: And it goes with the Christmas theme, right? That's right. We're going to meet that angel we were talking
1: about. And I guess maybe, like, the, you know, the twins, because their birthday is so close. Well, when I say the twins, I mean She-Ra and He-Man. Uh, it's so close to Christmas, maybe they're like Jesus, you know? And their mom's God, I guess? I guess so. I guess so. So, we actually, after this, we get to meet the main baddie of the He-Man series and She-Ra series uh, that has now kind of cemented itself inside the world. And that happens to be good old Horde Prime. Horde Prime? I thought it was Amazon Prime. He's not delivering gifts in two days, okay? Maybe delivering destruction. Yes, but he's very, very upset about something, and let's let's hear him talk about what he's upset about.
0: The arrival of the spirit of Christmas, when Eternia
1: may threaten my rule, I don't
0: need any more good goodwill. And brotherhood on that planet... Find it and crush it. Have no fear, great master. I will eliminate this, this Christmas spirit before another day is past.
5: You, you can't even handle that muscle-bound female Shira.
0: Just a minute. What about the way He-Man handles you,
5: bone brain? Bone brain? Why, you miserable excuse for a villain. Silence! Stop wasting my time. Whoever
0: eliminates the spirit of Christmas from Italia will be well rewarded.
5: That's me.
0: We'll see about that.
1: Okay, so how He-Man handles you? Yeah.
2: Yep. It's more of that. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because he calls him out, you know,
1: and I was just like, oh, Burn. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I uh, love Skeletor so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this this baddie
2: that we have, Horde Prime. I hate his audio; it's so gurgly. It reminds me of the other guy that we got rid of.
1: That's right. Except for we have to experience him a couple more times versus the one time that we got. And at least there it was more like he was underwater or something like that. Like he was right. a fishman or something like that. You know, here it's just like this weird robotic type voice that does it's like the the monstroids too those guys the the audio for them is so terrible like even i had to listen to it a couple times just to understand what both horde prime was saying and what the fuck the monstroids were even saying yeah i'm getting that
2: vibe that they're going for over menacing but it's a little too over the top you know it just doesn't work out but you know 80s cartoon we'll take it
1: yeah What do you think about like the design though of him? Oh, I'm down. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. I like that it was all like shrouded in this like black cloud, and then you get like an image of this giant being back there, and then that giant metallic hand comes down like to snap and like pound on the ground like I'm pounding on the goddamn table in the podcast.
2: (laughs) Which we hear almost every episode when you go on a rant.
1: That's that's right. wonder if I've become Terrible Terror Prime. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but then you'd have to put it out an episode every two days. Oh, god damn it. I uh, can't deliver like that. Too much logistics. Yep. So, from here, we go back to Eternia. And it's that scene. You okay. know which one it is. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so the kids, they're out in the courtyard with Perfuma. And she's decorating everything like she does. And the first thing that she does is she turns it, like, into, like, the Christmas spirit or whatever. Does it it look Christmassy to you? Uh, No, I believe she refers to it as Christmas Spring. (laughs) That's right. And then, of course, Alicia, she's like, No, that's not when Christmas happens. Man, I am a shoe in to be your voice actor for the reboot. I was gonna say, you nailed it, man.
2: But, uh... Yeah, this is when she tells her it's supposed to be in winter.
1: And so Perfuma does turn it into a winter wonderland, and then Mr. Luke Guy over there... Uh, okay, well, instead of telling you exactly what happens, how about we let them sing it to you? Perfuma,
4: that's wonderful!
1: We've got just the right setting for my new Christmas song.
0: Let's try it. Uh-
4: Joys of sharing happiness. Christmas spirits in the air, eternity and everywhere. Don't you feel it? Feel that you're a part. Christmas season is a time of your heart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, It hurts. It hurts. (laughs) It hurts. It hurts to listen to it again. (laughs) Where the hell did he get the drum machine? And do you
2: expect that he wrote this song and had time to teach them how to sing it?
1: How? They don't know anything about Christmas, yet, oh, I've got a new Christmas song for you. Fucking Mariah Carey over here. (laughs) don't say her name out loud or three times She's gonna show up and start fucking ruining my Christmas again
2: you know what would be better than having this guy sing this song Chewy sing it close I was gonna say we should bring back Jefferson
1: Starship oh fuck Jefferson (laughs) Starship (laughs) fuck him in the ass Uh, (laughs) I'd rather have the MC showed up once again and ruin my fucking holiday Mm-hmm. Then maybe Madonna will show up too, and I can just have a fucking ear bleeding fiesta it's mm, <sighs> right there, but it's it's, it's just quite, terrible, yeah it's awful, like why? why does this need to have any type of song like added to it? It manages to go
2: the entire episode without any musical numbers, but for some reason, they decided. I don't know, 45 seconds of this melody would warm your heart or something. But the melody is all bad, man. Peace and
1: love.
2: Yeah. Oh. If you, I, I'm pretty sure if you research anything about this Christmas special and maybe why it's cringeworthy or bad, it's going to focus on that song.
1: Yeah, this is officially the start of the war on Christmas is this song right here. It's got to well, be the final. That and Horde Prime. Hmm. <laughs> it's just... Like, again, where does he get the drum machine? Where does he get the accompaniment? Like, how does he play this all with the, just the lute? Yeah. Like, is he that good? Is that what his, yeah. like, yeah. fucking Etheria power is? Maybe. Mermista can find crystals. Perfuma can turn, like, landscapes into something beautiful. He writes shitty songs. With
2: oh. instruments that he doesn't
1: have. Exactly with his mouth. Oh. <laughs> like I could swear that he's like singing but he's not. Like we don't it's only Miguel and
2: Alicia in the most whiny most whiniest Christmas singing voice.
1: So what happens after this? This is when I believe that Horde Prime comes down in your favorite ship.
2: Yeah. The cucumber ship.
1: The giant penis. <laughs> It's a fucking inverted dick and balls. That's what it is. It is. I tell you. The testicles have the like the propellers on top.
2: <sighs> it's just And it shoots rays too. Right out the tip. Mm-hmm. Nothing but the tip. Nothing says Christmas like tips and rays and spraying <laughs> little children. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: uh. So Hordax here with his dick ship and he shoots his lasers and he manages to track in the, the kids and Orko because why not? Orko needs to go with them too. And he uses like a freeze ray on uh, Mr. Bad Singer and the other person, Perfuma over there and flies off with the kids. We see He-Man and She-Ra show up way too late and, And then he explains that he got frozen, he wasn't fast enough, and so they've took them, and they've gone to take the kids to Horde Prime because the kids are the spirit of Christmas. Like, is that true? No, I I doubt that. You don't think that they are the spirit of Christmas? Well, maybe my kids are, but yeah. Well, you know, your kids aren't also whiny brats that are talking about snow and Christmas trees.
2: Well, and, conveniently enough, my son was born on Christmas Day.
1: Oh, see? So he's Jesus. Yeah, well, he just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Until he has a bunch of people following him. Our bad
2: singer, Brian, he did pull out a bow and arrow at the end when he got frozen. Oh, is this when he pulled out the bow and arrow? I was just trying to see if this was the same guy
1: from earlier, but I want to know what he was going to do to that ship with a bow and arrow. He was going to plug the tip up. Right. That's right. He's inserting a catheter into that ship. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to give Hordak a poop bag. Uh, So we cut over and we see that Hordak is heading back to Horde Prime, but he runs into a special group of people. Who does he run into, Dave? Oh, man, you caught me off guard. Is it? I don't know who it is. Well, here, let's find out.
0: Why did you stop us? These prisoners were being delivered to Horde Prime. The prisoners stay here. You may go. You don't think I'd leave them here? I don't care what you think. You have 10 seconds to gather your beast companions and be depart. What? No bucket of bolts is going to push Hordak around? Just 9, 8, 7. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I do have some urgent business elsewhere. Just wait till Horde Prime is about this! Place the creatures in
1: prison. When Horde Prime comes for them, we will deal with him. As you command, number one! All right, it's the Monstroids. They're back. Damn monster hemorrhoids. They're just... why? Why? Why are they back? And they're just like, Oh, well... When Horde Prime comes around, we'll deal with him. Like, isn't everybody in this world, like, afraid of Horde Prime? Like, isn't he, like, the ultimate evil? And yet, here we are. We've got some guys that are thinking that, hey, we can kick their ass. We stole these. Why do they even need to steal the kids? It doesn't make any sense. Artificial intelligence, man. They think they know it all. Yeah, I guess that's one way. I mean, maybe they're going to use them as batteries, and this is the whole (laughs) start of the Matrix. Mm, Man, (laughs) a lot of Matrix plugs. That's right. Don't forget Matrix 4, out same day as John Wick 4. True, I read that. Yes. So, they throw him in a cell, and we see that, you know, everybody back on Eternia, they're gonna go and they're gonna rescue the kids, because they, you know, they know that Hordak has taken them, and they're gonna fly out that way and try to catch up with him. Like, they know the exact path that they're going to take to get out there. But... They know that they're going to need just a little bit of help. So who are they going to call on, Dave? Is it my girlfriend, Blue? Well, that's the first thing that they're going to do. They're going to call on Blue. You're right. She does sit down. She uses her little peacock powers, and yeah. she manages to find exactly where they are and finds out that they're captured by the Monstroids.
2: And is this the scene where we get to meet our lookalike of a Mega Man villain?
1: Yes, we get to meet the wonderful... The fantabulous, the stupendous, fucking stupid man Hey, how about we listen to Cutter talk to the kids right now? This
3: is a pretty mess, and it's all my fault. No, it isn't, Orko. You were trying to help us. Well, I didn't do a very good job.
0: Hello. Who are you? My name's Cutter. What's yours?
3: I'm Orko, and this is Alicia and Miguel. But, but. Here.
0: we're the Manchins. the monstroids are our enemies come on let's get you out of there but how? the windows got bars they don't call me cutter for nothing watch oh wow climb out quickly my cousin's waiting who? Huh? my cousin here he comes now boy he's fast they don't call him zipper for nothing
5: Zipper! there's a straight just around the corner here we go
1: okay so you, you nailed it right in the head with the whole Mega Man thing yeah and it's ridiculous because he's called Cutter but what are his fucking hands Saw blades. But they're not saw blades before they're saw blades. They're like <laughs> fucking claws. That he <laughs> so, turns into saw blades.
2: Well as a claw, couldn't it just cut the bar? That's what I'm of saying.
1: <laughs> like he could just been he still could have been cutter. He just snip snip or he should have been snipper.
2: <laughs> Snipper, well, that would be hilarious considering what his cousin's name is.
1: (laughs) Yes, it would have. Maybe that's why they didn't call him that. And, you know, maybe they thought he might have been doing like a lot of bar mitzvahs if he was Snipper.
2: Well, even with his name as Cutter, it's not much better because you you ain't put no Cutter near anything around, let me tell you.
1: (laughs) Not around a zipper, not anywhere near close.
2: Uh, Yeah, but seriously, man, the, the look, the aesthetics, the size, everything just... Mega Man villain. I mean, he's a bubble man. Well, what am I looking at right now? But, you know, it's a little little charm, they're a little throwback.
1: Well, it's probably just Cut Man. That's who they're, like, modeling. Instead of it exactly. being on his head, it's on his fucking hands. True. He's going to be throwing that shit around a little later. And at least Zipper, like, makes a little more sense because he's like a little car, right? So, and he zips around. He doesn't have to do any type of extra transforming to any piece. And his helmet that he's wearing... It's
2: in the style of like a speed skater, almost like the Rocketeer, like the way it's pointed and it arches up in the
1: back. So he just needs a little like rocket and he can fly around and he shoots people with his gun?
2: I guess so, but then would he be like Rocker?
1: Well, and he I, I jam guess. Bob
2: Zombie? That'd be cool.
1: Hey, they could just call him Dracula and everything be okay. Man, this cartoon just got a lot better. <laughs> That's right. He's going to dig through those ditches, man. Why? Why did we write this shit? Shit, we should be writing this fucking movie. Maybe next year we just write what we think the movie's going to be about. (laughs) And then find out what it is. So, they do take the kids out there and they try to run away. But of course, they run into the Monstroids. And there's a little bit of a, like, back and forth. They're trying to escape and they get surrounded. And then all of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, shows up He-Man and She-Ra. And they go to fucking town. Yeah, they
2: clean house, man.
1: How do these monstroids, like, think they're going to fare against Horde Prime if they can't even beat He-Man and She-Ra?
2: They can't take down the twins, dude. I mean, and it seems like everybody that He-Man's fighting today has tentacles, so he's able to just twist everybody's arms
1: together. He has only one move. That's it. He's He's stuck out there. He's just fucking doing that one thing. He lets Shira whoop
2: more ass, and then she throws it to him. He catches him, and he says, thanks, sis,
1: and then he just tosses him away. And then she turns her sword into, like, a lasso or some shit. Uh, Wonder Woman all day long. And fucking trips the guy, and then he's like, I'm going to do it like my sister. And <laughs> she didn't even do that. Like, I know. I- he lifts him up and throws it.
2: I thought the same thing. I was just like, "You mean I, I, to lift them off their feet? I guess. That's, I guess you're both fighting, so now you're doing the same thing. I you know, it's a stretch. Uh, it's like I to trip it. him. That's yeah.
1: like that's his version of tripping the damn monstroid. It's so ridiculous. This whole fighting scene, and and I don't even like see the man Sheens even doing anything like spectacular here. It's all just fucking He Man and She Ra." Destroying the shit out of all of these robots, basically making the monstroids like extinct. Yep. And so we also at this point, because the kids, of course, have to go over and they have to be like protected, and Orko's gonna get them out of danger. We meet, what is the fucking name of that dog? Oh. Isn't like Ray or some oh, shit Ray. like that? Shit. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I actually didn't write it down. I thought I would remember, but no, you're you're right. It does have Ray in it.
1: It's it's something like that. They're going to say what the name of the dog is soon because we're going to get to, you know, the other wonderful winter scene in this movie. But (laughs) it's like, okay, they clearly were trying to make something like cute that the kids would be like, I need to have that for my holiday season.
2: One of our characters loves it.
1: That's right. One of the characters do, do, does what? (laughs) Brian can't talk. Um, And he's going to leave that one in there. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're busy playing with the dog. He-Man and She-Ra are beating up all the goddamn monstroids. And then who happens to see the kids from far away? Why it's our buddy Skeletor. And he is on the other like cross rocket. Like what is that thing? It's It's like flying snowmobiles. Something like that. It's this weird, like, like turquoise type of thing. Yeah. It doesn't seem very evil.
2: No, but that's kind of the premise of what's happening to Skeletor, right? He's getting less and less evil as the episode goes. I mean, you know, it starts with him getting called out on being manhandled by He-Man. Now he's riding a a turquoise vehicle. And then pretty soon, who knows? He's playing with puppies.
1: That's right. And, It's weird because it seems like every bad guy on this show is just a fucking bitch, man. Like, every time that something doesn't quite go their way, they fucking wind their way out of it in some way, shape, or form, or run away scared, or just... It's so ridiculous. Hordak does it. Uh, all of the people on Skeltor's ship kind of do it. When He-Man shows up, they're like, fuck, I don't want to fucking deal with He-Man. Because he probably beats the shit out of him all the time. Or he takes him to his sex dungeon, one of the two. I, I can't tell you which one it is. But Skeltor really seems to be the only person that's not totally whiny all the time. Until he kidnaps the kids and Hordak starts chasing him around. And he's like firing at him with his dick ship. <laughs> and eventually, like they fire at each other. He causes Hordak to go away, but Hordak manages to get the blow that disables his little crotch rocket and sends him tumbling into the snow. And so here we're gonna go on a little bit of a long clip here, but it's probably because uh Skeletor definitely shows that he's got a s- little bit of a change of heart in this whole scene.
5: That Hordak he'll be back with reinforcements. Well, we won't be
1: here.
5: Get moving, you two. We have a long walk ahead of us.
4: I... 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 I don't think we can... move. It, it's awfully cold. I said move! Move it! Please, mister, be nice. It, it's
5: Christmas time. Christmas time? What's that? It's... a.
4: A season of love and joy. And caring. Ah,
5: Is that what Christmas is? No wonder Horde Prime wants to get rid of it. A season of love, caring, joy. Yeah, what a disgusting idea. Well, there's no Christmas spirit here. Now get moving, you two, before Hordak comes back.
4: I, I'm sorry, mister, but... We're so cold
5: So you're cold Oh, blast it
4: Oh, I'm I'm warm again Thank you, Mr. Skeletor You are very kind Kind?
5: Never use that word around me Now get moving
4: Wait! I have to get Relay!
5: No! Leave him!
4: But he'll freeze! We have
5: to! I said leave him! Now move! me but whatever it is i don't like it
1: okay so there's a couple things that's kind of going on in this scene here one we've got skeletor showing a little bit of a change of heart but the most ridiculous thing is the fact that alicia is like she's she's like she says that line and she falls face first into the it's snow. she hits
2: that ground hard and out of nowhere. <laughs> it's it's so fucking terrible. She falls like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy when he gets <laughs> drunk and falls to <through> that table or <laughs> he's stone. But literally, she's like, "We're so cold, Wham! <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then it's like, "Get up, get moving. You have to do this. I am Skeletor." And. Miguel's like, but we're so cold, and Alicia's fucking dead. <laughs> she she's on ble- Her eyes are shut, man. And then all it takes is a fucking coat, and she's like,
2: "I'm warm." She's back up. She's smiling. She's full of life, literally.
1: <laughs> it's so uh. fucking terrible. And relay relay really? is the name yeah, of the dog. An R and A least- in it. Yeah, we did. We got close on this one. Um, (laughs) you know, Shirley's still back there over there with He-Man and everything like that. And they figured out that they've been, you know, the kids have been taken by Skeletor because Orgo tells them, but it's so ridiculous, you know, that they're going to go walk through the snow and they're going to, you know, make sure they make the way to wherever the fuck Horde Prime is, though we find later, I have no idea where they're walking to because Horde Prime, spoiler alert, he's flying around in a ship constantly. Yeah, and they're they're not
2: just walking. They are speed walking, too, man. Some of these scenes look ridiculous.
1: Yeah, they're just walking along the thing. You know, he has to pick up the dog and hold on to the dog at the same time. Everything's okay. See, like, here, let me me play this for you, because this is when they run into the other beast. Like, everything's a fucking beast in this thing, when it's like a big fucking monster. But they run into the snow beast, and that's when they, you know, he explains a little bit about the dog and how the dog, you know, can't be with the little girl. It
4: was nice of you to say relay, Mr. Skeletor.
1: I am not nice.
5: No,
4: stop that. Do you want me to hold him? Eh,
5: uh, no. Eh, uh, no, no, we'll go faster if, uh, if I carry him. But uh, tell me more about this, uh, this Christmas.
4: Well,. It's a wonderful time of the year. Everyone has lots of fun.
5: You mean they get in fights? No. No. They are fun. Fights are fun. I like fights. And you give each other presents. And when you open them, they explode, right? No. They're nice gifts. Nice? Doesn't sound like much fun to me. <laughs> a snow beast.
1: So, I think Skeletor gets the best lines throughout this whole special.
2: Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, One, his reaction, I love. It just reminds me of the character from... What is that, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer? Whenever he's educating the dude about building toys and you can't be a dentist, he's always got that comeback line of ah. <laughs> "It's so <laughs> funny." Oh, just the uh, gifts.
1: Oh, yeah, they explode, right? I'm like, damn, he's hard, man. Yeah, it's like it's fun. You mean they get in fights and like, fights no, are <laughs> fights are fun, <laughs> really? Because we don't see you fight much. No, you don't do anything but use your dick laser. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, that's that's Hordak, actually. He just has his, like, you know, rod lasers, what he's got. Right. <laughs> right. It's just, it's so ridiculous that, like, just the reaction, especially even from the kids. Because even when he's like, you know, well, you know, f- they get in fights and they're like, oh no, silly. Oh, come on. that That's just ridiculous. Oh, don't worry about it. It's... This is why I like Skeletor so much in this, because I can enjoy the scenes that he's in. Is he a little whiny? Yeah, I think that's kind of on the voice side of things. It's not necessarily because of the character, but he really is playing to his character strengths. Like, you can see that there's a little bit of an inner turmoil, as much as you can tell with the emotion on his face, but honestly, out of everybody, he shows the most emotion, too. He really does. His character, it's just
2: as much a Skeletor story as it is a human story, to be honest.
1: And it really is like the tale of two stories. I know I say that a lot, but it truly is. It's like, here's, you know, the whole thing with Orko getting lost and bringing the, the kids to Eternia. And then all of a sudden it flips itself and it becomes basically about Skeletor for the last, like, what, 15, maybe 20 minutes of the movie? Yeah. yeah it's, it's ridiculous. So... They continue on. He stops the snow beast. The kids are so happy that, you know, he's done this good. And of course, he doesn't want to be good, doesn't want to be nice. But he has something, you know, one part of it is I would say that it's Skeletor. He wants to get the whole, you know, praise from Horde Prime. He wants to get the reward or wherever it's going to fucking be. And at the other point, it's like, no, he really has some weird connection to the kids at the same time. So. It's that fight in between him doing good and, but him wanting to be evil and be rewarded for being evil. So they continue on walking and eventually they get to like this random wasteland and it makes Eternia a really weird place. Or this is Etheria. I'm sorry. This is not actually Eternia anymore. So Etheria is a very weird place. Like you have snow right next to an absolute wasteland.
2: Looks like something that, uh, from the waist, you know, Mr. Evan. He would dig it.
1: That's right. He'd probably have a good time out there. Yeah, you know. For a few minutes, anyway. <laughs> That's right. So, while they arrive all of a sudden, out of the middle of nowhere, as you'll hear, the gang now is all here. Please, Mr.
4: Skeletor, we don't want to be taken by Horde Prime. Please don't!
0: Let him go, Boneface!
4: She-Ra
5: and He-Man! Dread.
0: We'll take those children. No, I'll take those children. Hordak, double drat. That's right, Skeletor. I figured you'd show up here. When you two are finished, we'll take the children. Now hand them over. Horde Prime will know who's number one.
5: They're mine, Hordak. No!
1: Good aim! You hit
0: yourself!
1: (laughs) Yeah, his little, you know, rod laser there doesn't work at all. And Hordak is able to manifest himself like a shield out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I didn't even realize that Hordak, like, had these powers at all. Well, yeah, because
2: for most of the episode, he doesn't do anything.
1: Except for fucking run away. Be a bitch to Skeletor. Or at least try to look like he's like superior but he's not really so we also see that horde prime comes in and hordak sends his robot army after fucking he-man and she-ra and of course that's not going to end up good for any of them they basically just beat the shit out of all the robots is this the scene where we get all the manchines too i think we get the man sheens a little bit, but the man sheens were mostly against the Monstroids. That's right. Okay. So you have basically He-Man and She-Ra just beating the shit out of robots. Like, it's it goes on for, I think, uh, just a little bit too long.
2: It's almost like a replay of our earlier fight where they're doing the same old moves, tossing them to each other and throwing them away.
1: Yeah, it's almost like the animators want to save a little bit of money and just reuse scenes over and over and over again. It would be nice to
2: actually see the swords being used in the fight.
1: Yeah, well, they're used by She-Ra, but as other things, like no. not in this fight, but like they never really use the sword as a sword. He-Man definitely doesn't. He no. just likes to punch fucking things or and toss work things. And no. <laughs> <laughs> work work out. Yes. <laughs> Fuck this! I missed my weight training today. <laughs> Leg day? I'm sure that, you know, Ben appreciates the way that He-Man does his uh, job here. Oh, for sure. You know, he ain't taking no shit, and he's just tossing motherfuckers around like it's nothing. There it is. So, <laughs> we also see that Horde Prime has come, and he's about to go ahead and capture the kids, and he's going to use his giant, like, claw again. It's another fucking claw. Running out of ideas. Like, it's a fucking, like, claw machine. That's what he's gonna do. He's moved perfectly into position. He's kind of gone to the left, a little bit to the right, a little bit up, a little bit down. It's coming down. It's gonna grab him. And then what happens? Well, that's when Skeletor comes in and saves the fucking day.
5: What? 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 I don't know what's happening to me. But I must save the children.
0: Skeletor's hit my engines! Horde Prime's ship is down. Let's go, She-Ra.
1: I think Horde Prime
5: is going to be angry with me.
1: You really think he's going to be angry with you, Skeletor, considering that you ruined his entire plan and saved fucking Christmas? It's funny, man. He's passed out. The dog is licking
2: his face for, like, what, 45 seconds before he even wakes up? Well, that's
1: because the dog's trying to eat him.
2: <laughs> it's because of bone. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly his Get bone it. face. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he saves the kids, and then, oh, I don't think my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me.
2: He's totally Stu Marker from Scream this part, man.
1: <laughs> man, you stabbed me too hard, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shaggy. Uh, <laughs> well, not anymore. Not anymore, which sucks, that I whole know. thing. But I digress. So... Horde Prime is defeated, his ship crashes, and he gets angry that Skeletor has done him wrong. And then what happens? Dave, tell us what He-Man does. I'm
2: not 100% sure, but I'm going to go on a whim and say he throws the ship.
1: That's fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) He throws it in outer space, man. He, like, spins around and throws it. Fucking shot puts that shit. And
2: right when that happens, that automatically means they win, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what like, stop him from turning around and coming right back?
1: Well, the fact that his engines are down might be one thing. But he'll yeah. be back at some point. And where the fuck is Hordak? Like, he just got right. defeated and he's just going to run away? He bailed. Yeah, what a fucking bitch. You called him earlier, man. Yeah, that's that's all these bad guys are. So they're basically sitting around, or standing around now, I should say. And we get one of those classic He-Man puns. Uh, but it doesn't come from He-Man in this one. There, that'll take care of Hort Prime for a while.
4: Skeletor! 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 Thank you Thanks so much! He saved
0: us! He saved you?
5: Yes, I, I, I guess I did. I wish I knew why. Oh, oh I, I don't think I feel well.
0: Well, I think you're feeling the Christmas spirit, Skeletor. It makes you feel good.
5: Well, I don't like to feel good. I like to feel evil.
3: Oh. Don't worry, Skeletor. Christmas only comes once a year.
1: <sighs>
5: Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't hear you laughing, Dave. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: you know, you know, when I hear this, to be honest with you, something I was gonna say at the end is I wish I had saw this as a kid, because I I know this would have been enjoyable.
1: Oh, this would have been fucking fantastic, especially if you were really into He-Man and maybe even some of She-Ra. You would have totally gotten down with it. Be like, yeah, He-Man, beat him, he threw him into fucking space, and Skeletor, oh my god, he was good. Yeah, something
2: you don't see often, and there's Christmas music.
1: Yeah, everything's like, I, I can get it for the time that it is that it was set in totally understand and would be totally down. And I probably I think I even did enjoy this seeing it as a kid. It's just harder to see it with your current eyes
2: mm. or so, your
1: podcasting eyes <laughs> or your podcasting ears. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so Skeletor, I guess he just goes on his way. Like that's it. That's all. The, yep. the, no more Skeletor. And everybody's back in Eternia. They're celebrating Well, they're not yet about to celebrate the birthday of, you know, She-Ra and He-Man, but instead they're going to send the kids back home. Now, this is again where you get to see Cringer. He shows up like as a blip on the screen for a second and then you see a bunch of other He-Man characters just randomly there and... I think Tila, like I said, she was earlier during one of the scenes, but I didn't even play her audio. Like, she wasn't involved in anything that you heard today. So, everybody's there. They're all getting ready. And let's hear them give the kids their last send-off. They get to go home, and they're going to meet their parents. Well, we're going to meet their parents for the very first time. But they're going to be able to see them again right before Christmas.
0: Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Here, a flying belt for each of you.
4: Oh, thank you, Santa. <laughs> it's too bad you can't stay for the party. But I'm sure your parents miss you very much. We miss them, too. But Man-at-Arms says we'll be home soon.
0: That's right, Miguel. You'll be home just in time to hang up your stocking. Ready to go?
4: Wait. Relay, go to a Will you make sure Relay gets back to the man she Adora? Of course, Alicia. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone, and thank you. Oh, thank heavens you're back. We were so worried. Oh, Mother, Father, it was great. We went to another planet and... Oh, Miguel, <laughs> don't make up stories. Tomorrow you can tell us where you really were. We're just glad to have you home safe. But we did go to another planet, Mom. Honest. And we met Orko, and Santa Claus gave us these flying belts.
0: Now, 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 Alicia, I don't know where you got those those things, whatever they are, but it is bedtime.
4: Okay, Father. <laughs> Night and Merry Christmas.
1: Okay. So there's a lot to take in
2: here. Well yeah, one, apparently Skeletor's okay without relay now.
1: Yeah, he he seems to be getting along okay without the dog. It's too bad. I thought they were a good pair. Two, we got muscly Santa Claus over there with a beer gut. Sounds a lot like Adam. Yeah, but we don't know exactly. We it's Santa. It has to be Santa, right? And we also found out the name of Shirley, which is Adora. We were close. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> and, and Get it? Adam, Adora. Adam, uh, both start AD. Uh, so, Relay is back. Everybody, the kids go home. We meet their parents where we get to figure out for the first time that they are the whitest kids we know, but their parents are pretty damn Mexican.
2: And... It's also presented in the most far-fetched, unbelievable, and Scooby-Doo-ish kind of way. So if your kids are missing and then they just show up, the first thing you're going to do is make sure they're in bed on time. Yeah. Uh, Don't you want to know where they were? Where the
1: fuck were you? (laughs) Just tell us tomorrow. What? (laughs) Yeah. And like, oh, Santa gave us flying belts. I don't give a shit about Santa. Who the fuck is Santa? What van did he put you in? Right, and you're not confiscating these random gifts to see what they are? Exactly. you just like, okay, where the hell did they get those coats? Because they didn't go out with those fucking jackets either. Mm. Like, everything is ridiculous. They're just like, okay, kids, it's time to go to bed. Well, see, and I remember,
2: I I didn't tell you, I watched this like three or four times. And on the first watch, I didn't quite hear what the gift was, but... I thought it was flying belts. I'm like, surely not. That's weird. <laughs> and then, no, whenever they're like, okay, time for bed, and they fly past the parents, I'm like, oh, my God, those are awesome. Like, I want a flying belt. And then the reaction on the parents is what I meant by the Scooby-Doo. is zoics. There's, like, their eyes are bulging out. I was Ooh, like, oh, what? what kind of Hanna-Barbera shit is this?
1: <laughs> it's It's just, like, so ridiculous. And the, did you notice that on the wall – there's like a painting of the mom or a photo of the mom. I did see that. It was so weird. I was like, what the hell is that doing there? Maybe it's her mom. Like when she was younger, but it looks exactly the same. It's so same. weird. Yeah. So we, we see everything like the, the kids are now back safe home. They've got their flying belts. Everybody has been, you know, reunited and they're having Christmas in Eternia. Everything is happy and we get our last little bit with He-Man and She-Ra, and we figure out exactly who Santa is.
0: Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas, young lady! Merry Christmas, brother. Ho oh, yo. Know, you knew it was me all the time, didn't you? Uh-huh. Well, Merry Christmas, sis.
3: Merry Christmas, everybody!
1: So there you have it, the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. I don't hate my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, It's, it's just a rough watch. Like, it's one of those things where, honestly, I understand, like you said it best, when you're a kid or if you saw it when you were a kid, if you remember it at all, you probably have fond feelings about it. You probably remember, yeah, is it terrible? Yeah, it's pretty terrible, but maybe you thought it was, like, just super, super cool when you're a kid. You probably were really excited to watch it. Oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing a Christmas special. It'd be like, you know, you you grew up with Shrek, and all of a sudden, there's Shrek the Halls. You know, it's probably terrible, And but you know what? I want to see a Shrek Christmas special, or... I don't know what would you consider to be like a nowadays type christmas special like a popular cartoon.
2: Hmm. Well, see, I like to watch Cartoon Network a lot. So anything off Cartoon Network if the holiday special, but I get what you're saying because what really gets you excited is it, you'll watch almost anything because it involves
1: the characters you love. Yeah, you'd you'd probably watch like a, a Gumball Christmas special nowadays, right? Oh, absolutely. But even just go back a little more, embarrassing times
2: Power Rangers, just like Paranormal Pat. I was a huge Power Ranger fan. Cool, oh, yeah. They did ridiculous Christmas episodes that were equally bad to what this is, but yet I can still watch them today because I watched them back then and I understand why
1: it was good. Exactly. And this is for somebody that maybe never grew up with it, or you know, it's it sounds so ridiculous, but it was something that you look forward to. I mean it's not necessarily, say, like, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman or the Christmas, the Charlie Brown Christmas special, you know, Peanuts Christmas. It's it's not like a classic, like, everybody and their mom, you know, waits till How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You know, it's not that type of thing. But for you at that moment in time, it was probably something grandiose and something very exciting to watch. Right. So, oh you know what? There is one last thing that we forgot to to listen to. Are you going to ask me what that is? I'm going to let you go ahead and play it. Well, we always need to figure out what the lesson learned was.
0: So that's how Christmas first came to eternity. Not everyone celebrates Christmas, but the spirit of the Christmas season is within us all. It's a season of love and joy and caring.
3: And presents...
0: (laughs) Presents are nice, Orko, but Christmas means much more than that.
3: I know, Adam. Christmas is a time of peace and caring and happiness.
0: That's right,
1: Orko. And what would make you happiest this Christmas? Presents! Oh, Orko. (laughs) Goddamn fucking Orko, man. (laughs) Always with those goddamn presents. If he sits (laughs) in He-Man's lap, he can have a present. (laughs) Well, the way that he's, oh, Orko. (laughs) Or is it... Oh, Oracle. Oh, hey. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so so first thing, we're going to go through the grading scale that we always do uh, on this podcast. And so first off, what would you give the gore factor on this film?
2: The gore factor is a zero out of five. Oh, it's a Oh, sorry. I know back in the day you said you didn't give zeros on your show, and then you switched it and go your lowest rating was a one, but I really got to go with a zero when a lot of your violence is the same sequence over and over.
1: Well, I was going to give it a five out of five because it's pretty vom- vomit sorry I can't say that fucking word. <laughs> it's vomit-inducing, so it makes me feel gory. Uh. All right, the crap factor of the film. Oh, on this one, I'm going to go 5 out of 5. Yeah, it's a solid 5 out of 5. It's, like, from a lot of the voice acting to the story in general and the pacing, it's weird because you can tell that this was totally made for TV and just put in long form because it constantly, like, cuts out exactly where a commercial would be, fade out, then fade back in, rather than being one solid, like, film. They they definitely paced every section of the film to match where they wanted to put the commercials in. So the fun factor of the film, what would you rate it? This is where I'm going to surprise you. I have a lot of fun coming
2: on your show. And I know the biggest thrill we have is getting to hang out and talk about movies that we enjoy or don't enjoy and just kind of rip them apart. That's kind of what happens on this podcast. And I had fun participating with you in that. However, I didn't hate this. This, for me, is right down the middle. This is a 3 out of 5. I actually enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say that it's pretty enjoyable. It has its moments. I fucking love Skeletor in this. It's fun to talk about with a a good friend and just kind of shoot the shit. This is one of those movies kind of like um, uh, Starship Troopers. And I know it's going to be... Why are you comparing to this? Because... By yourself, Starship Troopers, I feel, is just kind of a fun movie. Uh, It's ridiculous at times, but when you get together with a bunch of friends and you sit and you watch it and you just rip on the stuff that is completely ridiculous, it becomes so much more entertaining and it makes it that much more fun of a movie. If I'm just sitting and watching it, it's a two out of five. But if I'm here and I'm with a bunch of people and I'm we're talking about it and we're laughing and we're just enjoying it, it's a four out of five. So I'm going to split it right down the middle and I'm going to give it a three out of five for my rating. It's perfect. So, so overall, what would you give the film?
2: Yeah, my number system's not going to make sense being that I had a zero for a gore and a five for a shit factor. But I really enjoy it. So it's going to be right down the middle for me and I'll give it three out of five dick ships.
1: And I'm going to go just a teeny bit lower than you because I still think that, like I say with everything else, and I even told you, I'm like, your mileage may vary with this film. It's going to depend on your experience with He-Man from the 80s and just kind of how you feel about holiday specials in general. So I'm going to give it uh, two out of five Monster Beasts. Uh, or beast monsters, or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> shit monsters, monsters, shit beasts, however you want to say it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely something, like I said, that's fun with friends. But if you're going to sit and watch it yourself, eh, I don't know if you're going to enjoy as much. Now, the question I have, I have a couple of questions for you, though. But the one question I do have right away is, did you watch it with your kids at all?
2: they wouldn't they refused to watch it because it was number oh.
1: one on the worst list i had to watch it alone every time oh man i that's... wanted them to watch it and my own kids turned me down yeah i think this is one of those ones that you're gonna have to surprise on them hey we're gonna watch a holiday special hey, <laughs> and just turn or you're grounded them. Yeah, that's right you're just gonna have to clockwork orange them and oh, put shit. them in a chair uh, okay <laughs> keep their eyes open but yeah Uh, The second thing is, now, if you had to compare the two holiday specials we've seen so far, where would you put them in terms of the worst specials that we've reviewed? We only have two, but, you know, uh, hopefully we'll build this to be much, much more.
2: It's very easy. I don't even remember what my rating was for the holiday special, but... I re-listened to our episode again and it still hit me in all the right places. And I have to say the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special is better.
1: I'm going to flip it on you. I'm going to say that the the Star Wars holiday special, even though I had a lot of fun and I laughed just as hard, I felt like I laughed so much harder when we did that one. And so that made that so much more enjoyable for me. Uh, And the fact that I'm probably going to keep sending you gifts from the holiday special... Versus sending you ones from uh, the He-Man special. Though, you may get a Skeletor every now and then. I'd say, just
2: so everybody knows, my phone does light up with these all the time.
1: (laughs) Maybe I'll just start making voice samples that'll come over. What the hell is this? (laughs) I don't want to be nice. (laughs) That'd be great. So, uh, So, yeah, thank you very much for coming on the podcast and doing this special for me. But we have... A couple of things to announce and uh one uh is that uh there is going to be a uh, contest and uh i'm going to be giving away a terrible terror t-shirt and maybe a little something else and you're gonna have to listen to the next episode uh the one that's after christmas to find out what the contest is because you know what um I have to confer with Dave and figure out what it's going to be because that's part of the other announcement. Now, if you've listened to Dave's pop culture podcast already, you already know, okay? If you haven't listened to it yet, I'm going to let Dave tell you. So are we doing this right here, right now? We're doing this right here, right now, because it's already out there in the universe.
2: That's true. And so people have known that it has been a few months when I announced I was ending Dave's pop culture podcast and I had an amazing time doing it, but all good things come to an end. And I closed those doors and opened up new doors to new opportunities. And one of those things was really just wanting to get back to what I love doing most. And that's talking about classic horror and classic science fiction films. And I hit up my buddy Brian here and it's like, Hey, um, how would you feel if I teamed up with you with another type of podcast? And Brian immediately, I can tell he was like, uh, "I'm already busy." I'm like, "Not what I mean, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a new podcast, but let's throw it on your feed because the way my schedule is, and I'm having to free things up. I don't need to do a host site. I don't. I'm not worried about all the statistics and things like that. I just want to have a lot of fun, and I want to help contribute to one of my favorite podcasts in the world, which is this podcast." And that's what's happening. And so coming January 2020, you're going to hear it for the first time ever, the podcast from another world.
1: So what it's going to be is that this feed will basically have three episodes a month. Uh, And I think the only time that there may not be an episode of Dave's show is we have something special planned where there's going to be four podcasts. So like, the October month, there may be five, you know, there might be an extra one. Or if, you know, schedule permits or, you know, Dave wants to take some time off and not do one one month, it's cool that way too. Or like the the month that we are going to do, um, I wouldn't expect him to like drop an episode unless he really wants to because he and I are going to do four podcasts in a month um of a uh, specific i can't even say specific right right now uh director and so we're gonna focus that whole month on that and you know it's gonna be uh, a wild ride i think for that month if if you agree oh i wholeheartedly agree and you know i'm super stoked for it and so we we haven't yet we kind of have an idea of when we want to put that month out um but i don't know exactly when it's going to be you're just going to have to listen and figure out when that's going to be so you'll get three episodes two episodes of the standard terrible terror and then you're going to get the bonus episode which is going to be dave's new adventure um and it's going to kind of be kind of cool and it's not saying that it's always just going to be dave right
2: yeah as of right now i it's sticking as a solo format but you guys know we have so many friends out in the podcast world and i'm always going to want to bring people onto the show but The reason I had to kind of do what I've had to do is I made an exception for Brian. It's one in the morning right now, and I'm really tired. (laughs) But a lot of times, my schedule's so crazy that I have to do a show that I can podcast on my terms. And so there will be, similar to like your show, Brian, a lot of solo run-throughs with audio clips just in my own vein of classic horror and sci-fi. But you can guarantee that there will be some special appearances from
1: time to time, even from you. Yep, that's right. And and the thing is, is that... I really like to focus on a specific type of, like, I like to do horror, but t- tends to be bad horror. Uh, but, you know, I also like to hear all the other stuff. I like to hear the sci-fi or like to look at the sci-fi every now and then, but I only do small chunks where it's nice to have Dave as kind of a part of the podcasting family and have him just drop uh, one, allow him to do just what he wants to do without any say from anybody and he's definitely not going to have any say for me i'm not going to tell him well you can't do this movie i don't know if i he's always a, be a little thing behind the curtain here he likes to come to me a lot and say hey i'm thinking about doing this is it cool if i do this movie and i always tell him yeah do what you want to do <laughs> you know like don't look to me because he thinks that it might fit my show a lot um and actually i kind of feel like this is a way that that is this fits you know within the format that we have and uh you know i respect so much what dave does and it kind of like you know upset me a little bit that he was ending his show and especially the way that it was going and i was like oh, i'm really bummed out that you're doing that and then he came to me with this and i'm like okay cuz like dave does a really fun show if you've never listened to dave's pop culture podcast before you should be going back and you should be checking out the other episodes and you should have listened to it. And there are a lot of people that listen to the show that listen to that because he always shows up as a recommended podcast. People have listened to you have also listened to or, you know, to that. And he's usually like one or two in that list. So, you know, there's a lot of crossover and uh this will allow him. And there might even be a time where maybe I need to take a break for, you know, like. I really something's really coming up and I just need to take some time and maybe Dave will step in and he'll do the two episodes for that one month and I'll do the one, you know, so things like that. So there's always content for you guys because there's a lot of people that like to listen and it's a bonus episode in your feed and it's going to, you know, be something a little similar, but different, totally different perspective. Then what I bring and you get to learn a little more about classic horror films as well, because he has a lot of great ideas. He, we already have, uh, you know, and we're not always going to tie, but I felt like that's why, you know, we're doing the next month of, uh, you know, specific Kurt Russell, you know, <laughs> they just both happen, happen to be that way. But John Carpenter films uh, because of the film that he said that he wanted to be his very first film.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing, too, about what your show is titled is The Terrible Terror. And a lot of the movies I love, people think are terrible, but I love them. And so I love talking about them. And people who listen to your show and love the movies you do for those reasons are just getting this as a bonus. But hopefully they'll find out that maybe they'll like the older movies, too. That's so. right. Does that mean that you're doing The Giant Claw? Oh, man. It's so funny you bring that up, but I'll have to tell you <laughs> later why. <laughs>
1: All right. Sounds like a good plan. So that's, uh, kind of the big announcement is that, you know, Dave is, you know, he's technically joining the terrible terror, uh, but it is his own thing. And you guys just can get a bonus episode every month. Um, and you know, allows him to continue to do his own thing and to be a voice in the podcasting world. And, uh, it allows me to get more downloads for the show. went. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's not important to me. If if it was important, I would have quit podcasting a long time ago. You know, I, I just want more content for the people that do enjoy listening to the show. And that may have also been bummed out that Dave is going to be gone. And he's not going to be gone. He's just going to be over here and I'm keeping him to myself. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, like we're still going to do a bunch of different things. I'm still going to try to do a little more episodes maybe with guests over the next year. Uh, We'll have to see, but um, yeah, is there anything else that you want to say or you want to plug?
2: I just want to say thanks again for Man, just we've been going on, what, three years now of a really stellar friendship and uh, talking about movies all the time. We always have fun recording. We're going to be doing it for years down the road. I don't know how we looped ourselves into doing like terrible Christmas themes, but (laughs) I couldn't think of anything better to do at the holiday season with you than this right here. And I am looking forward to a really great 2020.
1: It should be fantastic. And, uh, you know, as always... You can uh, you follow the podcast out there. Uh, it's available on all those fun things that everybody listens to from Stitcher to Spreaker to Spotify to uh, the fact that I'm getting a phone call at the same time while we're trying to finish up the, the podcast because I forgot to unplug the phone <laughs> from the things. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I appreciate everybody. I hope everybody has had a very Merry Christmas, that you've had a happy holiday, that uh, you enjoyed hopefully listening to this episode. Uh, Again, I don't think I've laughed as much all year. It's always a blast to do this with you, Dave. And uh, I guess I'll be seeing you on the feed very soon.
2: Merry Christmas.
1: All right. As always, we'll catch you later.